0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pixels, a podcast for the discerning gamer. Hello everyone and welcome to Pixels, a show where we try to cover the past couple of weeks worth of uh, video game news so that you don't have to go and scavenge around the entirety of the internet to get everything. Um, You can just listen to this show. Of course, if you want more, there are a number of excellent sources that you can go to, especially, for example, if you speak Italian, you can go to mm, multiplayer.id, I hear is, is really good. Uh, hey Umberto, how's it Hello. going?
1: I can confirm it's very, very good web- website. So if you can speak Italian,
0: please go to multiplayer. And, and, it and, yeah, and you would know because you work there. So
1: yes, exactly. I'm the PC editor, so yes, I know something about that website.
0: Yeah, it it, it yeah, you would know if it if it wasn't good, you'd know better than anyone. So <laughs> excellent. Uh we also have with us today uh, James who's coming from England. That's mm-hmm. very distinguished. Please talk to us with your uh, wonderful accent, please.
2: Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate um, joining you guys to talk about some video games today. Cool. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Wow, that's exactly how I hoped it would be. <laughs> All right, cool. Very, very uh, kind of you uh, to join us as well, James. Uh, you're, my understanding is that you're a little bit more into the indie scene
2: yes yeah uh, that was probably primarily what i play and what i focus on at least with my coverage but i, I mean i play everything but of that's course. my big thing
0: is so it, you're yeah you're one of those gaming hipsters who only likes like 8 and 16 bit uh games beyond that um, there's... <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm <yes>. teasing <laughs> <laughs> to a degree yeah.
2: like i mean if you were to say hey would you rather play fez or would you rather play call of duty black ops and i'd say fez but i think it depends on what you're asking me to play you know
0: yeah and i think most reasonable people would have the same answer as you do there. definitely so. yeah <laughs> all right uh, we're going to be talking about a number of things today obviously a bunch of news uh some more important than others and uh, then we'll go into the nintendo direct uh and what we take took away from uh, that Nintendo Direct last week I think or maybe even the week before uh, and then the Microsoft event uh, about Windows 10 had a number of things about gaming and we'll delve into that as well um, I, I wanted to ask about your constant vacation uh, and travels rather Umberto. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes I spent but, the, like the last three weeks traveling through uh, Seoul in South Korea and uh, Stockholm Sweden and some different places in Italy, so I have my bag always ready to, to go. Yes. Tomorrow I'll go to Rome, so it's it's this kind of pretty busy but fun
0: life. So awesome. it's 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 always for work or I mean for South Korea it was your vacation, right? You went there uh, to yes. watch you know <laughs> League of Legends matches, I suppose. <laughs>
1: that that was the idea, but uh in the meanwhile, I found something better. So, so no, I, I didn't went to any kind of live sport events. But that was the original idea. But uh, at the end, I, I find something bet. I found something
0: better. So. Well, now you have to tell us what was better than uh, <laughs> video game events.
1: I don't want. I don't want to discuss okay. uh, all right. private matters. So. Excellent, excellent.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll let our imaginations run wild. Exactly. Yes. Um, all right. So news wise, uh, Nintendo said that the biggest month of sales for them for the Wii U was December, and I think it, might, it would be easy to gloss over that uh, announcement, but. It's actually a pretty important one uh, when you think that the con- the console was released in November 2012. So that's a two-year-old console who is still selling better than it was before. Uh, now, some might argue that it was selling so little before that that's not really an achievement. Um, I would not agree because i i've been you know saying and arguing for the past few weeks that uh, the wii u is turning into a really competitive choice for mm-hmm. anyone uh, for a console um was that something that uh, that struck you guys the biggest month of sales for for december that's significant right for a two-year-old console
2: i mean We've always been saying that the Wii U has is one of those consoles that is going to, or Nintendo products in general, rely on these specific uh, franchises to get units sold. And we knew that once Mario Kart 8 and Super Smash Bros. came out, the console was going to sell like wildfire. And I mean, this article by Polygon that we're reading shows that, Yeah. right?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I th- I guess that's that's what it means. The games are here now, and obviously it's yeah. Nintendo games, but it's not something that's surprising for a Nintendo console. Uh, I guess the 3DS is is an exception to that, but maybe even other consoles, but uh, it's still not performing incredibly well, but it's performing well, and well enough that you know the Xbox one has not caught up to it yet in most markets. it seems from what we are for hearing. Um, so, yeah, go Nintendo, and we'll talk about Nintendo more uh, in uh, later in the show when we get to the Nintendo Direct.
1: Yes, and I think that... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I think that uh, I expect in the Wii U life uh, a lot of this little momentum, but maybe never a real long momentum, momentum because it's so dependent by uh, Nintendo games that it's not a surprise mm-hmm. for me if they have maybe two or three good games in... Uh, a quarter of a year that quarter will be very good and then maybe some other 6 7 months of low uh sales but i think it's not it's not a surprise for me
0: i guess it it's probably going to get back down um in the next few months until mm. star fox and uh and uh zelda uh, most mm-hmm. importantly mm-hmm. comes out there isn't that's true there isn't a lot in between although well, we'll, well, for
2: the we'll to 3DS, we have Majora's Mask and Splatoon coming. Mm. Some, Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, we have those two games coming soon, which will be boosting up the 3DS. Mm. So I think as long uh, as...
0: Splatoon they is, the, Splatoon is uh, Wii, U. Wii U. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Wii U. It's sorry. It's
1: Xenoblade Chronicles, which will come out for uh, the That's 3DS right. and uh, maybe Monster Hunter. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry. But the 3DS is, was never in a bad shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Although I guess when it launched, it wasn't in such a great shape. No. Uh, it, yeah. It um, it turned great after maybe a year or two, and now it's as uh, omnipresent as the, the DS was. But um, yeah, it, it's an interesting company, Nintendo. I mean, um, it, yeah, we'll get into the Nintendo Direct later, as I said multiple times. But before we do that, I just want to say, I I think the Wii U. I've come, you know, I've played a lot of uh, uh, Super Mario Three D World and and uh, Mario Kart and I'm, you know, I used to play the Super Nintendo. I've, I've loved Nintendo for a long time, but I'm not one of those crazy Nintendo aficionados who buys Mm. everything they put out. Um, but I think I'm getting to the, to the, to the feeling that the Nintendo Wii U titles are Mm. the best that they have ever produced. They're always good. Nintendo never produces bad games or almost never. Um, but the Wii U titles, they're the best versions of that they've ever put out. Maybe it's because of the HD, maybe... You know, I f- it feels like the HD allows them to express uh, um, an element of their art that we haven't seen before. Because they're never on mm-hmm. any other console. Uh, the 3DS screen is notoriously <laughs> crappy. Um, especially now that we see super high quality screens in every smartphone uh so it's the first time that we're seeing Nintendo with such a, an excellent uh visual quality and i think it plays and the game gameplay wise um i would you know i think th- the the previous mario titles for example uh galaxy were very showy it was very much about how to create three D things. It was very the game design was jumping up and down and screaming, "Look at me! Look at me! I'm in, mm-hmm. I, I'm innovative!" And mm-hmm. and I'm doing the Mario voice. Look at the me! <laughs> look at the me! Um, and uh, and now it's just quality game design that is that that doesn't you know portray itself for it just gets away uh, uh, from it gets out of the way and lets you enjoy the game
2: um, yeah I mean, with the Wii, everything had to be gimmicky, it had to rely on on the motion control and had to be very you know we're going to take control of that, whereas the Wii U they've gone back to a proper gamepad, and I think that might be why they're able to focus on game design more now. They can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, we have to add in crazy motion design and we have to make it look be active we just have to be like this is a game we're going to make we know how to use a gamepad let's just make it
0: yeah Mm -hmm. um have you do you have a wii u umberto or
2: yes
1: absolutely and i think i think you're right i mean uh, right now nintendo um, has to focus on the hardcore audience because the casual audience is pretty much lost so Mm -hmm. i think they have to create really good gaming experience for a their hardcore audience, which is already out there. They only have to uh, convince this audience to buy the Wii U. So, yes, I think they have some very good games, and I think that in the future, uh, the next uh, Zelda will be good, and Mario will Mm -hmm. be good, too. And if you take some some series, which already came out on Wii U and, of course, came out on the, the Wii, uh, yes, you are right. Mm, Super Smash Brothers is better than Super Smash on Wii and Mario Kart the same. So yeah, it's it's a good console mm. with
0: very good Nintendo games. All right. Now that that's settled, the difficult question of <laughs> is the Wii U a good console? I think the, the answer is now yes, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. We can talk about the Xbox and the fact that it still hasn't overtaken. Um, is someone getting their teeth done? There's a weird sound of <laughs> i don't know where it comes mm, from i don't know not There's me drill or something very high pitched high pitched noise all right never hmm. mind um <laughs> the the xbox um I, I was joking last episode that I was certain um, that the Xbox price which came back up to399 uh, dollars uh, after the quote-unquote promotion uh, of the holiday season where it was at four uh, sorry 349 um, I was joking that that promotion was probably not going to um, uh, was probably going to come back fairly quickly I was talking about Easter and then jokingly saying maybe February for uh, Valentine's Day. Well, turns out (laughs) even that was a little bit uh, too pessimistic. The Xbox mm-hmm. One is back at 3.49 12 days after <laughs> the price returned to 3.99 and they're saying it's a it's a new different promotion that it doesn't you know they don't know when it will stop and so my prediction I think it's a fairly obvious one but it will never go back to 3.99 now that's the price of the console and that's it and uh, the the console, because it's having such a hard time uh, getting the numbers that the PlayStation uh, is getting. And it's not, it hasn't caught up to the Wii U yet. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to go back up.
1: Right. Okay. I think it's just, just, oh, I'm sorry, James. Go ahead, oh, two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just so hard to go back to a different price point because your audience already know. That eventually you, you will have that three forty nine again. So it's, uh, I I I mean it's it's really hard to get back to an mm-hmm. to an higher price point.
2: Yeah, it's the same philosophy as with a Steam sale, where you have people like I've seen this game go down to five dollars before, and now it's at ten. I'm going to wait until the summer. I'm going to wait until winter to buy right. the game. So they need mm-hmm. to show that they need to take it down, or people aren't going to buy the console anymore.
0: Yeah, especially since there isn't a super compelling reason to get an Xbox One if it's the same price as mm-hmm. the PS4. Uh, arguably, you know, there isn't a super compelling ge- reason to get a PS4 either, but the momentum is going with the PS4. They Neither of them has... Uh, they have cool exclusives that some people might want, but they don't have uh, a full-fledged system seller must-buys. So given the momentum with the PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox had to do something uh, to to try and catch up, and the only possible answer was the the price, the only leverage they had, and obviously they pulled that lever that lever very quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you expect it to come back down that quickly? I mean,
2: I didn't expect it to come down that quickly, but I didn't expect it to. I did expect it to come down permanently, um, yeah. you know, because because of what I said about it being that people weren't going to buy it if yeah. it had gone back up. It seems, I mean, it's the Xbox one without the Kinect who a $50 price drop. So you, they still have that higher up version to buy, but it seems silly that they would, that they would drop it down that much and not leave it there because yeah. of how people would feel. Yeah, they no feel one, like,
0: yeah, no one would be buying it, but uh, no, um, So I'm sure this next piece of news is no no has no importance for Umberto because he already has (laughs) much better hardware. Um, The NVIDIA GeForce GTX 960 is available, and you know through various uh, manufacturers. Why am I talking about this? card specifically, um, usually, I don't think I would talk about all the, the cards released, but this one is a very specific, uh, uh, addresses a very specific market so- segment. Uh, it's a card that is around $200 or 200 euros uh, if you de- live in Europe or, I don't know, £150 or something like that in, yeah, in the UK. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's the somewhat affordable uh, graphics card with the most uh, acceptable amount of graphical power. It's basically the sweet spot. Um, And... The amount of graphical power depends, depending on the generation, that uh, X60 uh, series is sometimes better, sometimes uh, not as good. We certainly have some viable alternatives uh, at uh, AMDs with the Radeon, uh, depending on on the number, uh, some lines, but that's sort of a significant release because it's a new architecture that is a lot less power hungry in the sense of electrical power meaning it doesn't need as much uh cooling which in turn means uh, it doesn't need to have fans making the sound of a jet get uh, Mm. uh, flying off so uh, that gtx uh, 960 is probably a very good card for a lot of people uh who don't want to spend as much as you know uh, the price of a house in a graphics card um and uh and yeah and still want a decent amount of power um so uh yeah i'm, I'm joking umberto that you yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. have a I, powerful actually,
1: uh, yeah you were right because i have a 980 but <laughs> of course uh, but uh, uh this is a uh, yeah you're right it's uh, it's uh, I think it's a good card I I mean of course you can have pretty much the same thing from AMD but if you want to take this one it's good because uh, it's basically cheap and as you said uh, it's it's not too noisy and um, especially I think it's good if you want just to play at 1080p is is a good card if you don't want something. Uh, crazy like 4k or i don't know oculus mm-hmm. vr kind of uh, hardware it's good and uh, uh both nvidia and amd uh, are not pushing too much in terms of performances because they don't have to uh new consoles are not so powerful that they need to chase new consoles they are already uh, at the point where medium medium level graphic cards are good enough to play uh, 1080p games uh, and uh new games very well so yeah they're working on noise they're working on heat and uh, i think that's very good for uh, for many many people who want to maybe to buy a pc but are not super hardcore and they don't want to spend two thousand euros on a new a new machine
2: yeah yeah, it looks like it would be a good entry level gp mm-hmm. like if you're building your first computer and you want to you want to say hey i'm going to use this a smaller graphics card so i know what i'm getting into it looks like that that's the exact niche of this m- yeah yeah
1: field. exactly and it is not even mm, too big so you can put basically uh, you can put the car inside the pc and uh, put the pc inside your living room is not too big yeah. And, uh, yeah it's a good option
2: well that could be the market that they're going for here is to to for people to use the this GTX 960 to make their steam machines when they're coming out mm-hmm. in in the um is it later this year some point yeah, at some, at some point, point, right? Some point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. But maybe. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's certainly a, a mid-range card. That is, I think the kind of people that would be interested in this card are the kind of people who aren't already don't already have a last generation graphics card anyone mm-hmm. who wants to upgrade and who hasn't already thought i want this pointing at a specific card uh, then it's probably a safe purchase uh maybe wait a couple of weeks so that the craziness of you know prices are a little bit inflated now because it just came out but within two three weeks maybe a month it when it comes back to really around 200 um euros or or dollars uh yeah it's a good choice so um if you don't want to read too much or you know uh uh, research your graphics card for hours because it's a very complicated scene as is anything with uh uh, pcs you build um 960 probably a safe bet Mm -hmm. um Evo 2015 do you dear listener if you don't know what Evo is you are missing out um evo is the main fighting game tournament uh in the world Uh, it started out a long time ago as a a a tiny gathering as many of those events do uh, a tiny gathering of friends who wanted to play uh fighting games competitively. Um, And this edition, the 2015 edition, is going to happen from July uh, 17 to 19. And we have the lineup. Um, Before we get into the lineup, though, I wanted to mention a little bit uh, about esports in general. I'm not a big esports guy. Uh, As I was saying, I'm not a big sports guy either. Uh, But... It, it's still an obviously very important aspect of gaming uh, right now. Uh, fighting games are a little bit of a special thing. It's not mm-hmm. as organized as uh, uh, RTSs or uh, even MOBAs, which are the biggest thing right now. Umberto, I know you follow uh, esports mm-hmm. very, uh, very eagerly. Um, yes,
1: yes, exactly. I, I like them, and I'm, I'm not good at pretty much any <laughs> eSport game but <laughs> I like to watch many eSports yes
0: so uh, how it's, so first of all the MOBA scene uh, it, it is very important how does the fighting game scene play when compared to the to the other eSports and you know which one is more more important can you tell us a few words about that very quickly uh,
1: it's I think the the fighting game uh, scene is Pretty unique. Even if you just look at um, which kind of players you have, if you look at mobile or RTS, it's pretty much uh, Korea uh, versus the rest of the world. In the fighting game scene, is very very different, and uh, it's uh, as you said, it's pretty unique and. Uh, um, Uh, For example, uh, in in the last years, you have seen many pro players uh, going from Warcraft 3 to Starcraft 2, from Starcraft 2 to League of Legends and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take fighting games, it's, uh, it's less common. It's, uh, every game is unique and uh, it has its own, its own kind of audience, its own kind of uh, players. So each game is, is really interesting. You should do uh, um, an episode of the podcast only on, <laughs> only on the Evo because uh, it's, really, yeah. it's really interesting. And if, uh, if I can, I remember that there is a very uh, famous uh, website, uh, sureyoucan.com, which is also a big uh, forum. And you can find them uh, a good and free uh, guide to fighting games. I'm, I think it's Fighting Game Primer. And it's a good, uh, it's a good first, uh, first read for uh, someone who don't know the fighting game scene and uh, how fighting
0: games work.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Yeah, fi- uh, com, which everyone uh, who has ever played a fighting mm-hmm. game knows uh, the name yeah. of. Um, yeah, so yeah, fighting game scene is is really interesting. It's, as you were saying, it's very diverse uh, and it, it's not growing in the way that... Mo- it's not organizing in the same way. It comes from a more... Uh, it's hard to, to say exactly, but it's almost more... Uh, uh, more of an anarchy than mm-hmm. the very organized and uh, yeah. commercialized uh, uh, MOBA scene. You you seem to agree, James?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been watching the fancy uh, LCS for League of Legends over the last couple of weeks and participating in, like uh, fantasy league for it and stuff. And that's it's all very, it's all mimicking uh, proper sports. You know, it's all mimicking football or baseball, and it's all very legitimate. Whereas the Evo is very it's very like this is this is how we used to play games in our at home in our living rooms and this is how we're going to do the tournaments now. It's very, uh, I don't want to say it's very hipster, but it's very um,
0: well hippie could yeah. fit the description. It's like we do, we don't want your commercial interests, man. We're, mm-hmm. we're yeah. fighting. We're doing fighting games. We're just gamers.
2: Yeah, of. yeah. And I it's mean, cool. it's, yeah. Well, I think the interesting part of this story of evo 2015 is that we're going to have two super smash brothers tournaments this year mm-hmm. whereas two years ago nintendo were refusing to allow Evo uh super smash brothers in evo at all
0: yeah which is a- an interesting uh, uh look on the the things that nintendo has had to change in the past year yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um so yeah we're gonna have two smash brothers games uh we're gonna have tekken 7 which I'm personally very excited for. Uh, Mortal Kombat uh, 10, or X, uh, which I'm somewhat excited for. Uh, per- Persona 4 Arena, which is not a new game, but I wanted to mention it as well because it it speaks to the popularity of Persona uh, mm-hmm. and the um, the signs that uh, Persona 5 might become a much bigger deal than, than Persona currently is, because it has this uh, background, this groundwork of uh, following, which might turn it into a really big game once the new version comes out. Um, so Persona 4 Arena, obviously, is a fighting game based on the RPG that came out a few years ago, and that made the uh, glory days of the uh, PlayStation Vita with Persona 4 the golden which I've talked about on this show a few times. Uh, also present will be Ultimate Street Fighter 4. Of course, uh, no uh, Street Fighter 5 in sight, unfortunately. Although, it wouldn't be surprising if uh, Capcom showed up with Street Fighter 5 uh, as a test version at that show. That's one of the places that would make sense for it to be there. Um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which will also remind uh, a lot of people of college nights uh, spent in... Uh, Mm -hmm. answering the question of who is stronger hulk or uh i was gonna say um well i can not think of any capcom characters (laughs) well -hmm. i was gonna go with a marvel character but but i was gonna say the thing but i think it's not playable in ultimate marvel versus capcom um galactus let's go with galactus Um, (laughs) and guilty gear uh So the uh, latest episode in the Guilty Gear series, uh, which interestingly is designed by the same people who do Persona 4 Arena, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. Uh, fighting games. They're a really interesting scene, uh, sort of obscure, but it's worth looking into because you can see some pretty incredible things uh, in those yeah. tournaments.
2: Which fighting game do you guys tend to move towards? Like, are you, are you guys uh, Mortal Kombat fans or Street Fighter or Tekken?
1: I play quite a lot of Street Fighter and Smash Brothers.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I never got into uh, Smash Bros. I a uh, Brothers. I I, I want to try the <laughs> latest one, but it's the kind of game that if you don't have people to play with, uh, it doesn't really make yeah. sense. And and the game is so different. I mean, all of the the other games you have, you know, two guys usually fighting one another, and once one of them loses all their their lives, their life, then you you won the, the match. In in Smash Brothers—it's so confusing, and um, you know—I was old enough that I wouldn't play Smash Brothers uh, when I was in college um, mm-hmm. on GameCube, so I never got into it. But maybe I want to try it. Um, and the honestly, the uh, Mario Kart Eight uh, online mode is really, really well done. So uh, maybe it's worth uh, trying in Smash Brothers as well. Uh, I've heard
2: good it. things about it. I—that's I, the reason I haven't picked up a Wii U, is you saying how. It's all very local play. I, mm. I don't. There's no one local to play stuff with. So I Aww.
0: haven't
2: picked one up. So
0: sad. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Tekken is... Pro- between Tekken and Street Fighter, they're my two okay. favorites. Uh, Mortal Kombat is okay, but there were so many uh, infinite combos or at least, you know, super high damage combos that were relatively easy to do that I never yeah. quite got into it. I played it for sure, but it wasn't like I, I, I got... Because the thing about a fighting game, it's like an RTS or a MOBA, like you can get really good at it. And there's a a competition aspect that is really uh, um, motivating. And when you play with your friends, there's, well, everyone knows about that. But if you don't, try it out.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Quick news, Uh, Lizard Squad, the infamous Lizard Squad uh, has, uh, as you know, they they attacked through uh, denial, distributed denial service attacks, the Xbox and PlayStation networks over the holidays, and it turned out that that was just a promotion stunt, or so they said, for their uh, for sale denial, uh, distributed denial service attack, service, Uh, that service was hacked a few days ago and a lot of uh, customer details were made public. The one thing I noted in all of that was that the entirety of the revenue for their service and arguably for the entire operation that they had been doing, the entirety of the revenue turned out to be about $11,000.
2: Which isn't a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like... So you did all of this, I'm sure they did it partially for the lulls, but also you did all of this and got 10 grand out of it? Mm-hmm. And some of you are getting arrested and, and might go to prison. That doesn't sound like the smartest thing you could ever have done.
2: No. I mean, that's not enough money to pay. I mean, these guys are in between like 18 and 23. I've the been ones hearing. who
0: were arrested, yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I can kind of see not having your mind around how much a wage really is. But, (laughs) I mean, $11,000 isn't enough to pay for a year of university. And they're all British students. That's not enough to pay for a year of university here. Yeah. You know?
0: And, well, I'm guessing they were expecting it. They were hoping it would make more. um, Yeah. But... Yeah, it didn't. So, don't it do it
1: will that. not it will not be enough for lawyers for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially since they're not going to be probably not going to be able to use that money since it was <laughs> obtained uh through legal means. Um Daily Motion, the very successful French video streaming company is launching a live streaming gaming platform to compete with Twitch, according to VentureBeat. Um so yeah, that's something. That's something. <laughs> yeah
2: as i said pre show this is the first time i've heard of this at all
0: <laughs> which makes me sad because daily motion is a french it's company. french <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean i've, I've used daily motion for videos and i like the website but i had no idea they were launching a live streaming service it seems i mean i'm glad they are because twitch definitely needs that competition but it's <laughs> i hadn't heard of it at all
0: so you know. the thing is, uh, Motion has been going after... Uh, yeah, a little bit of history here. Motion has been going after YouTube for a very, very long time. Uh, and they don't seem to be able to make a dent. However, they have been able... Um, well, not been able. Uh, in this pursuit of YouTube, uh, they made deals with a lot of gaming-related sites. And for a while, they tried to chase YouTube through incredibly high uh, cpm so they would pay a lot more money than youtube did for the ads being displayed on those streams however those were abused with uh, some of the uh, partners displaying you know one pixel by one pixel player with no sound so that it would quote unquote play the ad and of course that would give them money and daily motion was apparently uh, this is second or third-hand report, but uh, apparently would turn a blind eye to it because it would raise their numbers, which in turn allowed them to appear bigger than they were or, you know, to to become bigger. Um, And eventually that had to stop. But they noticed and they realized through YouTube and through those partnerships that um, the gaming segment of uh, video streaming... um, and video delivery was one of the most dynamic ones. And as as we've heard uh, a few times, one of the reasons is that producing video gaming content is very easy, very cheap, and very quick. So they can produce a lot of it. Um, And obviously, with the very quick rise of Twitch, uh, that was another segment that the live streaming was another segment that they thought, I'm guessing, uh, they could make a dent in and not so much chase twitch but i think get away from chasing youtube only uh, and i yes. think that's more of what they're doing than really chasing twitch uh now that being said you're telling me that you had never heard of it which is a shame because it's a really it's beautifully designed um it's it's it works really well um yeah they need motion so does, games.
2: i I mean, I'm reading. So, reading the article that you put in the sources, it says that they're going to be launching with partners like uh, Eclipse, Millennium, IGN, and Gamespot. So, I'm, I'm wondering how it's going to affect like those, like how they produce their content. so, is because that, that seems like the big thing is like IGN will be streaming stuff and Gamespot will be streaming stuff, which is CBS. And
0: yeah, it looks like it's
2: going to have a very more like mainstream, or are they going for a mainstream journalism.
0: Well, it's very good that they, that they managed to, to get partners like those. Uh, I suspect that those partners might work with Daily Motion Games, which is great. I'm guessing they're not going to stop working with Twitch, however. This is not an exclusive That's true, yeah. deal. Um, right. And I, I mean, it's already a little bit late to get after Twitch, but it's not impossible. Um, I think there's another service from Germany called Hitbox. Yes, um, Exactly right and hitbox is also not uh super super successful it's there uh but it's not anywhere near twitch daily motion has the 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 humph the weight of the daily motion service to begin with and the partnerships at least in france and some european countries Mm so maybe are you would you be prone to to using daily motion umberto i guess we don't care who's streaming it as long as we can see stuff right
1: yeah, the thing is that uh, we, of course, are on Twitch and uh, it's, it's not uh, it's not perfect. Actually, it's far from perfect. But uh, the problem is that it's so easy to have new viewers from Twitch because, of course, there are already many, many people watching streamings there, uh, mm-hmm. which is it's really hard to think about uh, uh, moving to another platform. But, of course, it's... Uh, uh, as as James say, said, um, said I'm sorry. Uh, I think that Twitch really needs a kind of competitor too because it's uh, mm-hmm. it it, it, it's not good. It's not good, and you can see that uh, um, because Twitch is not uh, is not perfect. But they are not so fast in uh, kind of improving the structure, improving the website because they don't need to. They don't have any kind of competitors, so mm-hmm. it's, they can do whatever they want. It's the
2: same thing behind Steam needing a competitor mm. or Facebook needing a competitor. There's no reason for them to do better because there isn't anything else there. They've got the monopoly. And so yes. I'm really hoping that Daily Motion does well with this because Twitch needs it.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. If nothing else, that could light a fire under Twitch's bottom. Um, Mm -hmm. talking about streaming valves uh stream uh, steam broadcasting um is it has started so you can now stream only to your friends for now but i'm guessing uh that might be extended in the future and uh, between that daily motion games twitch uh hitbox uh playstation now i mean streaming video is a thing now it's everyone's doing it that's yeah kind of cool i've
2: done this i've done it once and it was accidental
0: ah that and is that not good was, actually <laughs> no
2: it was a little bit so i turned it on i turned on broadcasting and i said that like i would like you know friends can come and see what i'm playing and then i forgot about it and it doesn't give you i mean it gives you Ooh. a broadcast when it says someone's watching but if you don't see that broadcast you have no idea
0: and it so doesn't I, I must, stay on the the, 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 the the there's not like a light that turns on and that stays on when you're broadcasting no.
2: No, it just says like, let's um, say like, Jerry is watching you play games. And so if you get up and go to the bathroom and miss it while mm. you're playing and you come back. So, you so could it's
0: a be, toast that comes up and le- and goes away. And yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. And then so I came back after I must have made a sandwich or something. And then I someone tweeted me, was like, hey, you know, you're like broadcasting a game. And I, I had no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but only your friends in your friend list can see it, right? It's I think not-
2: if you... You, I think there's, like, four settings. You can set it for, like, invite only, um, friends list, and then public. And I think public means that anyone from the community tab in the game can join, in Steam oh, can join. Oh, I
0: thought it wasn't open to the public yet. I might be mistaken. Maybe do, that's... Do, do you know, Umberto? Or? Uh,
1: yeah, I think is as it's as James said.
0: Oh, okay, says, so you can already yes. broadcast to the public. That's yeah, 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 funny, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. You so, can go under community, and I, I don't remember the, the right part, but I think it's it's
0: possible. I think yes. you
2: go to the site. Like you go to the uh, Dota Two game page, and it has like mm-hmm. all the broadcasting people there.
0: You're right. right. Available settings: broadcast is disabled. Uh, friends can request to watch my game. Friends can watch my game without a request. Anyone can watch my game. Public broadcast can be found in the game hub. That's yeah. That's even bigger than I thought. So. <laughs> I guess yeah. uh I guess Daily Motion has even more competition and Switch. So nice. Yeah.
2: I mean it's and it's cool because it means you don't have to add any extra programs onto your streaming. So you're able to save those resources to actually running the game and it has so it has like inbuilt chat and inbuilt everything. So it's really streamlines the streaming process. It's really nice. I've I've done a little bit more since mm. discovering how it went weird but it's fun it works really well
0: yeah that's that and and on the server side it must be a big undertaking for valve if you can if you already potentially need to stream to a lot of people so
2: yeah all
0: right um the elder scrolls which was one of the last big uh, subscription-based mmos is now not going to be subscription based anymore so you still need to buy the the box uh, in order to play it so it's not completely free to play but uh, starting in march you won't need to pay a subscription anymore Um, the model is usually referred to as buy to play and on june 9 it's coming out on ps4 and xbox one Um, so that's it no more i guess wildstar it's is still a subscription based mmo but i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and for that one to become Mm -hmm. uh, buy to play at least maybe free to play um, yeah, is it the end for subscription-based MMOs and services in general? Uh, maybe.
1: Um, maybe, yeah. yes. It, it I will mean, be, there's one,
0: obviously, WoW is still there and it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, but apart from that.
2: I mean, I think, I don't know if it's fair to say that because, I mean, what good MMOs have come out that are subscription recently? I mean, Elder Scrolls Online was really basic and bland. Wildstar's not all that great. Uh, I can't uh, Final Fantasy 13. Is it 13 and 14? MMO. Yeah. And that's supposed to be doing really well on that subscription-based. I think it's unfair mm. to say it's the death of that subscription-based MMOs because there haven't been good subscription MMOs recently.
0: Mm. Yeah, I and Wow's still
2: yeah. doing so well.
0: But you know, the thing is, I was talking about this on the instance with uh, with Scott Johnson a few days ago, and the thing that struck me was if. I come to you today and I tell you, hey, I'm going to offer you a game, one game, and I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you, in order to play it, you have to play $12 a month every month. Today, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of outrageous when it didn't, you know, back 10 years ago when the game came out.
2: That's true. But, I mean, with take the example of... Okay, so say you pay... I'll look at how I look at it. So I play WoW and that is... $15 a month. Oh, is it 15 $15 a month to play on US servers. So in a year, that's what, $120 ish. I can't do the math that quickly. That's <laughs> a lot cheaper a little bit than more. buying. Yeah, that's still a lot cheaper than buying three AAA games, isn't it? I, I, I suppose mean, so, yeah. I understand that it-, it is odd to be said, hey, we're going to want you to buy a subscription. But I mean, Elder Scrolls is still going to have a subscription. It's just going to be based on a subscription. And the same with Guild Wars. You can still pay mm. 15 a month, 10 a month to play the game if you want to. I mean, I, I could maybe see games being free to, free to play subscription for more models, but I don't think subscriptions are going away totally.
0: Huh. Yeah, I guess that's an interesting way to look at it. For me, it was like, well, WoW is still here and we're going to pay for WoW because we're used to it. Uh, or those who do are, are going to pay for it because they're used to it. But, hmm, okay, yeah, I guess it, it makes sense. It's not necessarily completely going away. Unless Umberto turns my opinion <laughs> around again.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think there are um, there is not just one reason why uh, this kind of MMOs are having big problems in asking for money each month. There are many, many problems. The first one is, of course, World of Warcraft, because (laughs) there are so many contents there and, uh, uh, I mean, I think there are many, many MMO players which want to try new games, but in the end, after uh, three, four months, they want to go back where uh, most of contents are and uh, that place is World of Warcraft. And, of course, uh, right now on PC, uh, if you want to have one single game uh, to play each day for many hours. There are not just MMOs, there are MOBAs, there are many different kinds of experiences. And uh, you can find so many free-to-plays which are very good in terms of um, polishing and uh, contents. It's hard to ask for for money each month. And honestly, the Elder Scrolls Online wasn't probably the best MMO out there. yeah, you want to play World of Warcraft, and even even though you don't want to play that one, you have Final Fantasy XIV, which right now is really good MMO. Honestly, it's it's oh, very maybe good. Maybe I should
0: give it a try. I never I never played it uh, because it was so bad when it first launched.
1: Exactly, exactly. But it's just another, It's just a different game right now.
0: Hmm. All right. Is it is it really Japanese, like really gra- Asian and grindy and all of that, or?
1: Yeah. Ah. Mm, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yes, it is. I mean, but it's, it's, a, it's also a, it's really a Final show. Fantasy. So, yeah.
0: mm. well, I guess I guess I can't really complain because I'm playing Destiny a lot, and that's basically <laughs> the definition <laughs> of Destiny is grind. So. All right. Um, A couple of extra news. Uh, Intel has detailed its uh, initiative that intends, among other things, uh, to double the number of women working in game development by 2025. Um, And I guess a lot of you guys know uh, that I'm Mm -hmm. very attached to the topic of uh, gender equality in gaming Mm -hmm. and elsewhere. And uh, I guess that's a good way of doing it. Uh, Intel had uh, uh, run-in with advertising issues and uh, the Gamergate movement a few months back and instead of gesticulating a lot they said all right let's put in a lot of money in a fund to help things change and that's what they're doing so cool I think that's a pretty good thing
2: yeah I just wish it was by 2020
0: not 2025 yeah
2: sooner. I suppose so <laughs> <laughs> do it sooner
0: yeah but it's a 300 million um it is yeah uh, it's a lot so yeah it's a lot of money and it's a it's a herculean hercules could do that task is what i mean (laughs) yes or could try yeah um vr that's a thing a lot of people are you know uh working towards doing stuff with VR and uh, at Sundance there was an interesting <laughs> little gadget thing so you would use an, an Oculus VR headset with uh, a sort of how can I describe it a chair a, a, a sort of weird chair where you would uh, lay down it's a vertical a horizontal chair uh, or contraption where you would lay down with your arms and legs spread out uh, with your face facing the ground you would wear the oculus that would uh, display images of flying and you would feel like a bird because the oculus is very immersive as people tell me but i don't actually know because i don't apparently have good enough uh, 3d perception Um, so yeah be a bird that's something that i would be interested in trying out with a bucket yeah. to puke into uh, right after but uh
2: i mean this is basically like you take one of those funnels you fall into one of those skydiving funnels and you put a tv or you put an oculus on right it mm. I, I mean i knew that the rift was gonna do something like this eventually i don't see why we need it
0: <laughs> well if we if we stop at that then no, no, we probably absolutely. don't yeah no i agree mm. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. There were a number of announcements. Uh, not all of them were stellar. Some of them were interesting. Um, one thing that everybody noticed was the new Nintendo 3DS has a release date in Europe and the US, uh, February thirteen in EU and US, and the US will only be getting the XL version because, you know, America is an XL country. (laughs) Um, Another thing that sort of irked the Americans was that they wouldn't get a charger with the box, with the new 3DS. Which is
2: really weird.
0: It isn't. I think you don't get a charger with your uh, 2DS today in Europe. Yes,
1: exactly. It's the same thing for the 2DS, yes.
0: And the thing is, it's so... 3D the the DS and the 3DS I believe even up to the DS share the same charger and it costs like I don't know 10 bucks so you can buy it separately if you want to but it it does make sense when you think you probably already have a charger for that or it's possible that you already have one and yes if you don't you would need to buy an extra one but i understand it's sort of weird but i've read so much about this and heard so much about it of people whining that oh why do you do that it's frustrating and you dig no it's fine and the upside (laughs) is that you're not creating more plastic crap to dump into a box because you don't need it because you already have one so i think that's true okay but
2: think about but think about, like, if you have, not the gamers who are in the know, like, like ourselves, but you have little Timmy's grandmother goes to uh, Walmart and says, hey, I'd like to buy him a, a Nintendo 3DS, a new Nintendo 3DS. I'm going to buy him this, this 3DS, and I'll tell you, it's got no charger. How is he going to play it? I mean, I'd at least like to see them doing a bundle, but with the 3DS and a charger. Because you're going to have kids getting their birthday presents and be like, oh, I can't use this because there's no charger.
0: Yeah, I agree. But then you go back and buy it. I understand it's not a great experience. But hopefully, the the person selling it to you has, you know, tells you, oh, by the way, are you sure they have a charger or not? Because...
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, no, I understand there are some downsides. And yes, poor little Timmy is going to have to wait an extra (laughs) day to charge his game, you know, his game. And that would have frustrated me if, you know, when I was a kid, but... I think the upside of not creating more plastic chargers that we already have a metric gigaton yeah. of, is kind of should be taken into account, right? Definitely They've been upsides. selling those with DSs and DSIs and, you, and 3DSs and 3DS XLs, right? There are dozens, hundreds of millions of those machines out there
2: yeah right? there's definitely upsides to way more upsides to this than downsides yeah i just felt like the downsides were needed to be said
0: yeah yeah no you're right it's and, and it's it's completely fair uh and umberto in protest has uh left the call and oh, because he good. does not like <laughs> nintendo no he's back
1: <laughs> okay. i'm back All right. <laughs> i don't know what happened sorry
0: uh you yeah well, we'll we have various theories going around <laughs> Uh <laughs> um, it's
1: uh, the best one is Italian internet that's I think the best <laughs> probably
0: yeah. Um Umberto, are you going to buy a Majora's Max uh, Mask 3DS special edition on February 13?
1: Nope, because I will buy the uh, white new 3DS, so I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> i All don't right. want any kind of uh, i i don't like the special edition kind of um, color scheme so i will buy just the white one with the uh, uh, nintendo system uh, uh, pattern on the button so
2: that's another weird thing that nintendo have done doesn't majora's mask have extra things on the the new 3ds why is that not being re released? Why is the Majora's Mask 3DS not a new 3DS? Why is it just a special edition old 3DS? Or am I wrong there?
0: Oh, no, no, no. Well, the game is coming out. Uh, there is a special edition of the console to commemorate the release of the game just because people will buy it, so they want to make more money. Um, but, you know, the game is a, is a 3DS game, not a new 3DS yeah. game.
2: Yeah, no, um, but, it's, but there's the 3DS, the new 3DS, right? That's been released on, on the, the same day, yeah. Yeah. Why is Majora's Mask 3DS not one of those consoles? Why is it a uh, an old 3DS?
0: Oh, it's not. I think it's a new. Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that that would be <laughs> that would be a surprising move. No, it is a new yeah. 3DS. However, okay. you do you do bring up a, an interesting point, which is uh, the new 3DS is uh, th- th- there are going to be very 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 few new 3DS specific games most of them are going to be uh 3DS games including Majora's Mask and others that are coming out uh I think one of the new 3DS exclusive games is going to be Xenoblade Chronicles X X yes mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles X which is a remake on, of the Wii version um, and that, you know, it works because the new 3DS, for those who don't remember, has uh, a couple of extra shoulder buttons. It has a um, another analog stick so you can control the camera in some of the games. Um, it has a better screen, a better screen quality, and the camera tracks your head so that you don't see the parallax 3D effect when you move your head and you're uh, looking at the screen. So a lot of the things are improved in that new version. Um, but so Umberto you were saying you were going to buy a new 3DS. Do you have a 3DS currently?
1: I have, yes, right. And uh but I've played a little bit with the new 3DS, the Japanese version, and uh I like it. It's uh, as you said the new 3D effect, I mean n- not the new th- the 3 3f- the 3D effect is the same, but the new tracking camera works pretty well and uh I like uh, I like Monster Hunter, so the the second stick is good. Um so yes, I like it. I'm a little bit concerned because, uh, as you say, there are going to be a few exclusive games, but I think there are not going to be too many exclusive games because, of course, they sold some uh, 50 million uh, 3DS. So I think Nintendo don't want to split his uh, uh, is, uh, player base too much. But I don't know, it's uh, it's enough for me to have a few new games exclusives and the new hardware mm. looks looks just good and uh, feel good so and it's, I want it
0: <laughs> and it's better um, it's better it handles the the existing games better as well it it loads faster the uh, mm. the CPU the GPU is a little bit faster so it, you will see some marginal improvement but I'm curious you know I have a 3DS which I play occasionally. Um, some of the games I play relentlessly, but not anymore. I'm curious whether or not I would want a new 3DS when I already have a 3DS. Uh, I guess if if the 3DS I can sell it for a good enough price. Uh, the new 3DS in euros is 150 or so on Amazon right now, which is not an enormous amount of money. Um, it's pretty that's cheap. About, that's
2: yeah. about as much as I paid for my 3DS.
0: Yeah. So if you can sell your 3DS for half that price, maybe it could make sense. Hmm.
1: And you can also use the Amiibo with the new 3DS because with the old one, you need the kind of uh, external hardware, which I don't know how it's made because it's not out yet. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, yes.
0: Yeah. I think... Yeah, James, go ahead.
2: The only thing stopping me from picking up the new 3DS is what I use my 3DS for is that I use it for all the virtual console games. Mm. and so i don't have to go through the hassle of moving consoles and also i don't think i'll see much of an improvement between mm. playing on my 3ds to the new 3ds that's like true you indie mega man 2 is not gonna play better
0: yeah yeah oh, that's true that's true <laughs> um yeah and talking about amiibos uh a new a new um Salva of uh, amiibos on again on February thirteen. It's definitely the Nintendo Day, February thirteen, and we're going to see Mario Party ten on March twentieth, with a new amiibo party mode uh, that has specific character boards and stuff like that. However, if you want to use an amiibo to play with Mario Party, you have to delete them uh, their data in Mario Party uh, in in uh, Super Smash Bros, which I what?
1: Yeah. That that's really Japanese kind of choices yeah. uh, that you people outside Japan cannot understand. <laughs> I mean <laughs> there is no reason why.
2: I mean, I understand why you need to why you would have to why it's storing data on the Super Smash Brothers. Or no. I understand why there's data there that's being stored. I don't understand why they're not storing it on the Wii U. Because I mean the data they're storing is super cool.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, or you you do it, yeah, I don't know. Or or you work the system differently so that it can store all of the data. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, they should be
2: storing it on the Wii U, not the actual Amiibo. Although I guess the Amiibo is the actual computer, so...
1: Yeah, because the idea, I think, is that you can take your Amiibos and bring them to your friends and that kind of stuff. But there is no reason why you cannot store everything on the Wii U and just choose which kind of... mm, data save you can put inside the amiibo yeah make it like dropbox
2: where you have your like you have these five games that you're storing on your wii u you you plug it in you put your mario party 10 data on it you go to your friend's house and you swap it back when you're Mm. at your own house
0: yeah that's true or you just put a little bit more storage in the nfc chip of the amiibo and you store you know for multiple games at least you know two or three i don't know i'm not asking for 15 games but or you know some people mentioned well in that case no problem you just buy another amiibo for the other game (laughs) and i guess that works as well Uh, and you know the amiibos are super complicated like which ones can you use in which game in which mode some of them work some of they don't some of them work in some modes it's like i guess i'm not into it so i shouldn't you know maybe the people who are just understand all of this perfectly
2: I mean, I think they're super cool little things because like if you're playing with Super Smash Brothers, you can teach them to like you plug them in and they start off really low skilled. And as you play against them, they learn to fight you and eventually they get to be they eventually beat you, which is really cool. Like, oh, I'm training this guy to fight me. Karate kid kind of stuff with a video game. But I don't think it you know, they need to be better engineered than this. Mm. You shouldn't have. Come on, Nintendo.
0: Well, they're selling like like hotcakes anyway.
2: So. Yeah, they are.
0: Yeah. Um Splatoon will be available in May. I'm curious about that game. It's uh, Nintendo's take on an FPS or TPS, I guess. Um and it's super non-violent, cuddly fun. You have to paint your opponents uh not even your opponents themselves, but their area um with a little paint gun. It's it looks I'm I'm curious, if only because it's Nintendo doing a shooting game, and I want to see what happens there. Um, so yeah, I mean,
2: it's very similar in in at least in spirit to Super Smash uh, Super Mario Sunshine, in my opinion.
3: Mm. It, it plays true. very you had that, similarly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. you
0: had the uh, the the water jet thing.
2: Yeah, and, and. I re- and the way it looks like you're shooting liquids looks exactly the way you fought in that game so i'm interested to see like where the development from that split off because i could i could honestly have seen them using this to make a super smash a super mario sunshine sequel mm.
1: Uh, I think it has a, uh, the look is a little bit like the Saturday morning uh, cartoons the American yeah. ones and uh, and I, I don't like it but I've played the game in uh, I think at E3 and uh, at a Nintendo event and it's 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 pretty good it's um, I think it, it may be a little bit like uh, Smash Brothers so if you want to play it casually it's very easy to pick up very very easy to pick up but if you want to just put a little bit more attention on the gameplay and mechanics, it can also be pretty, pretty deep if you want. Yes. So it's a, it's a, it's a good kind of a, a Nintendo TPS.
0: Which is, yeah. which is, uh, this philosophy is the one they use for all their games, I suppose. Mm, um, yes. The, you know, Mario Kart is that way. Uh, Super Mario games are that way. So yeah, cool. Um, Last thing I wanted to mention, maybe you guys will have others, uh, was an announcement that was very um, uh, uh, quick at the end. Uh, It was uh, Bandai Namco announcing... Project Treasure uh, through the voice of uh, Katsuhiro Harada Harada uh, the guy behind who is heading the efforts for Tekken and it's a four player co-op game it's it's probably going to be free to play uh, as they were saying and we don't have a lot of details on that but what struck me was that uh, a third-party developer is apparently committing to an exclusive Wii, uh, Nintendo Wii U game. And that's something that was almost we had almost given up on given the bad experiences of previous third-party developers and the sales numbers of the Wii U. Now if Namco Bandai is doing it, it's possible others might be doing it too. Um, so they have a closer relationship with with Nintendo because they're Japanese. All of that that plays a lot, but still, um, that's exciting and it's significant, uh, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've I've heard a lot about Bandai Namco's previous free to play game they made for the eShop, which was apparently really bad.
0: <laughs> so which one? Which one was that?
2: I think it was um, Soul, Calib- Soul Calibur. Um oh, right, Lost right, Souls. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean if they could do better with this one, I uh, all oh, power to them. I uh, don't I mean, I can't think of any like how are they gonna manage to free to play Actually no, I don't have a Wii, so I don't know. But free <laughs> free to play so you download it from the eShop and then you play online, right? So Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And but, yeah, that's it.
1: But Dynamco is pushing pretty hard on free-to-plays because they have uh, uh, Soul Calibur, they have Tekken Ace Combat, yeah. and they, they're also developing something, uh, I cannot say exciting, but at least pretty new uh, on PC. They're developing uh, Rise of Incarnates, which is uh, a strange project which because it's, uh, uh, do you know, Gundam Versus? It's yes. very popular yeah. in Japan. It's oh, basically yeah. the same gameplay, it's basically the same gameplay, just with different setting and different characters, and only for PC and free to play. So it's uh, and it will be released, uh, I think February uh, the fourth. So it's pretty close. Yes.
0: Yeah. For those who don't know those those Gundam games, uh, you it's. They're very specific, and they're a huge success in Japanese arcades. But I'm not sure how well they would do in Europe. There, so you play a giant Gundam as a giant robot, a giant mech, um, which you control through different means. But basically, you play in teams, and you have to defeat the team, uh, the opposing team. That's pretty, you know, expected, uh, uh, pretty classic until now. But the way they move, I think it's. It's kind of slow and it's kind of diff- unwieldy and it's very confusing at first so maybe people will get the hang of it but I'm not sure it's very adapted to western style of play mm-hmm. and umberto it, it it kind of reminds me of monster hunter in a weird way mm-hmm. the, in the way it plays the gameplay and you just mentioned you love monster hunter so yeah <laughs> i can see how you would be uh, you know it would be appealing to you but
1: I, I yeah, think right. it's, it, it's pretty interesting because it's two versus two, uh, which is uh, good because uh, you still have um, uh, team play, but mm. two versus two means that each one, uh, each member of the team is very, very important. So yeah. you feel the pressure. Mm. Uh, I like it, but it's true. It's not maybe the, the best kind of um, formula for the Western audience.
0: We'll see. And the other thing is the push for free-to-play, as you're saying. I mean, uh, I've had a few discussions on Twitter with uh, with followers in the past few days, and the idea of free-to-play is very, very common on PC, uh, a little bit less so on, on consoles, but it's still a massive industry trend. And the reason they're, everyone's rushing to it is that well, first of all, it works and it makes a lot of money for the developers. And second of all, it actually is is if it's well managed, it can be a bon- a good thing for everyone because you get to play oh, the totally. game for free, right? Um, yeah. So and and the advent of free to play on console, I think, is going to be a very big trend in the next couple of years. It might work, it might not. The console market is a little bit different, and the audience is is very different from the PC audience, but. It it could be at least I don't think obviously everyone everything is gonna become free to play. It it isn't on PC either, but it could become a very sizable part of the market on, on consoles. Um so yeah, and Namco is Bandai Namco is is at the forefront of that. You're right. The problem is the games they're putting out are not great in the sense that they're well they're, they might be good games like tekken for example but the the way they play they have they haven't mm-hmm. figured out the exact business model yet that the right balance it feels restrictive at this point
1: yeah they need to play it smart because if they always do the cheap version of tekken the cheap version of soul calibur it will never work they need mm-hmm. something like league of legends a new game yes. made from the ground up with the free to play model in mind and that works. If you do cheap games, it doesn't work.
0: And yeah. four player co-op game, uh, could be fun. I mean, personally, I love online gameplay when it's co-op. That's one of the reasons I love Destiny so much. Uh, you get to play with your friends against the computer, and that's a lot less frustrating than uh, playing against another opponent. It might have less of a shelf life. Uh, you get bored of it a little bit quick, more quickly, but... That's an, an area that I think is underutilized by uh, a lot of developers, a lot of companies. Mm. Anything else you noticed from the Nintendo Direct? Anything else you wanted to mention? Or
1: they also announced a new Fire Emblem game. Yes, they did. <laughs> James
2: oh.
0: perks up. This oh, is I, a hipster I, game.
2: I really like. I'm a really big fan of Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Awakening was one of my favorite games of 2013. And I am so really excited. for Maybe the one.
0: maybe you can let the audience know because I'm sure not everyone uh, knows what Fire Emblem is, and it's actually a very big deal in some yeah. circles.
2: Yeah. So Fire Emblem is a is one of the leading turn based strategy games in in the world. It's it's really big Japanese. So it's Japanese RPG. You have ten or twenty different characters in the game, and it's very. I mean, I I'm trying to. Hard, Explain it without describing what a turn based strategy is. So you have different. I mean, everyone knows what a turn based strategy game is. Yeah, let's right? assume
0: at least that, yeah.
2: Okay, so essentially it's. You have. Imagine turn based strategy combined with the JRPG. We have different classes and different weapons where. So you have. Your main character could be. I, I don't know how to say it. I want to say Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> but well, not go Final ahead, Fantasy you know? Tactics Okay, so it's Final Fantasy Tactics but with a world called Fire Emblem which is like a medieval fantasy world where it's all magical and there's there's um, demons and zombies So JRPG and, basically Yeah, it's a JRPG but with turn-based stuff thrown yeah. in
0: and I think one of the big elements was that um, it, there was a very hardcore mode, which was traditionally the hallmark yes. of the series, where if you would, you know, you you do your turn-based uh, uh, battles and you say, this guy goes here, this guy does that, and in the end, if one of them dies, then he, they stay dead. Then uh, they're gone.
2: And, yeah, it's a it's really gone hard forever. hardcore yeah. game. Of
0: Similar course, in, yeah. In the latest version, there was a non-hardcore mode where you would... Uh, play the game without that permadeath, which you know everyone who had been liking the the game before turned then their nose up at, at those people you know saying basically i liked it before it was cool or before it was easy um mm-hmm. but yeah it's still a, a fairly big deal kind of in the way of of persona i would say that same kind of yeah uh, yeah love and yeah so uh it's it's uh uh a, an if version fire emblem like a, a sort of side story or, or side parallel universe of uh, the fire emblem from last year or two years yeah. ago
2: one from two years ago was was awesome because it took time travel and dealt with it in a really really good way like it, it time travel that made sense was <laughs> awesome that's an if you haven't played phrase. it and you're looking for a 3ds game then you really and then you should really play fire emblem i think it's the best 3ds game out there
0: honestly <laughs> uh, well maybe and there's a demo as well so you can try it out i think yes i think uh and it's coming out in summer in japan but no eta for us lowly westerners <laughs> um time travel that makes sense <laughs> i like this title um, all right uh, we're done with the nintendo direct nothing else
2: i can't think of anything
0: monster no. hunter 4 ultimate <laughs> which we mentioned already available february 13th as well um, yeah they're, they're going to be printing money with puzzle and dragon z uh and a mario version of that which is coming out in may uh, in europe and us pokemon shuffle again printing money Uh, Mario vs Donkey Kong is coming out on Wii U and 3DS with if you buy one you get both Uh, there's a new animation channel blah 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 nothing super interesting so let's move on to Windows 10 PC Master Race yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there was a big conference uh, by Microsoft a few days ago and they talked about a bunch of things for Windows 10 uh, including what it means for gaming. Uh, One of the things it means is an Xbox app in Windows 10 with the ability to uh, view your friends list, your activity feed, uh, message cross-platform with your Xbox One friends, um, including voice messaging, uh, and to stream games from your Xbox One to any Windows 10-enabled PC or tablet. Um, So, obviously, a laptop, a tablet, you know, a 9-inch tablet. You could be sitting in your bed playing your Xbox game uh, with a controller through the streaming technology. You still have to be on your home network, though. At this point, might change, but uh, um, game DVR functions so you can record any game, including Steam games. They sort of uh, had a nod there to to Valve and uh, a sort of friendly gesture, which was probably meant to mend fences or to show that the fences were being mended. Did um, because they had uh, a little bit of a spat with Valve a few years, a couple of years ago. DirectX. 12 which will perform better than the current version of direct direct x and will be less power hungry um blah 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 that's all kind of cool news right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah maybe what what, are are you so are you going to be playing your xbox one in bed with a tablet
2: no (laughs) no (laughs) i mean the people that want to stream games from the xbox one to a windows pc are people that already play games on windows pc Right, I mean, what exclusives are there that you'd want to stream uh, from Master your 360?
0: Halo, I Master
2: guess, Chief but that's collection? not working right now. Yeah, that's I mean, true. there's, n- I mean, you have, I think, being able to stream game. I mean, if it was Xbox One games, that, and you'd be playing playing with the Xbox One controller, obviously, because they're not going to make, or unless they make a mouse work.
0: With no, your, it's going to be with a controller for sure.
2: So. I mean, it seems like it's just a feature of having a feature.
0: That all right? Let me let me give you an example. Um, okay, you are a young person who doesn't know the <laughs> um, terrible, horrible, life-changing issues of having a child, um, and I'm sure okay. that a lot of parents <laughs> who heard this um, were thinking wow this is like i can do with my wii u meaning i put my kids in front of the tv and i can go play my games uh in the next room or even in the same room um that
2: is a very very convincing argument
0: isn't it and and yes. the thing is even th- you can even do that with the xbox's tv functions on your tv and then play your game at the same time so the xbox would be running both uh on a on a laptop
2: okay yep i'm sold that okay that- Yep. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> so that's, that's one aspect, obviously, that's not going to be everyone. I think the one thing that I would be interested in hearing would be whether, you know, if at some point we can, get, um, we can get the same functionality through the internet, meaning you don't need to, it doesn't only work at home, but you can play your personal Xbox from your parents' house, the hotel, or, well, hopefully the hotel doesn't have super crappy Wi-Fi, but you know, that could be fun.
2: Does the Vita do that already with the remote play? Yeah, it does. It does? I believe okay. it
0: does. Wait, I, am I saying something silly? I believe it does. Uh, no? Um, sure. I'm is, sure. <laughs> no? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe it does. If it does, it's good. If it doesn't, then that's too bad. I guess maybe it yeah. doesn't. See, now I've said both things, so I can say that I was right, no matter what <laughs> the angry comments say.
1: But I'd really like to be excited about all these new announcements, but I don't know. They, they didn't sold me anything right now. Streaming
2: from PC to Xbox One, as they said they're looking into, is something I'd be interested in.
1: Yeah, maybe, but the the, the thing is that that was a conference for uh, Xbox One players, not for PC players. Yes. Uh, which, which I can understand because they make monies out from, uh, from uh, Xbox One, but still... Uh, I mean I I can get the point where you want to play Xbox 1 games on your um, on your monitor but I don't know that's that's just not interesting for PC players It's only something for Xbox 1 players and uh, I don't well, know and I I was expecting a little bit more because they announced that the Fable Legends will come out on PC2 but I mean uh, maybe maybe it would be a good game but I was uh, expecting maybe Hello, the Master Chief col- Master Chief Collection, because uh, is I think the last Hello game which came out for PC was Halo Two, so it's maybe I don't know eight years, ten years, I, I don't know for <laughs> yeah. sure. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of time for sure. So I don't know. They they promise this kind of PC push, but I I can see
0: it. So well, you know, DirectX 12 is kind of a big deal. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, for so to reiterate, it delivers better performance on the same hardware, uh, meaning that your your same graphics card and PC, uh, once you install Windows 10, will perform better in games that use DirectX 10, of course, 12, of course, uh, but it will perform better than it did under the previous version of Windows, and it also performs with less power consumption, so you know again less noise and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that's kind of cool.
2: Right? Yeah, that's I, that's that's really. Oh, sorry, James. Oh, I was, I was just to say. I think that the important thing is that they're making it exclusive to Windows Ten, though.
1: Mm, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Even though if if you can upgrade your uh, Windows Seven or Eight or Eight Point One version to the Ten for free, so it will not be yeah. so hard to 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 have uh, Windows Ten. But the problem with Dartix is that uh, everything is very exciting. Uh, um, until they come out, uh, and that happened many times. So, yes, it's uh, DirectX uh, 12 are great on paper, but I, I really want to see how developers will uh, uh, will work with yeah. them.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, I, that's completely fair. Uh, I mean, Microsoft has said again, gaming is super important, and Windows 10 uh, is is incorporating gaming, and it's very important to us. Blah blah blah. They've said it before, I I kind of believe them this time, Uh, but I might also be the person who, you know, has been bitten many times and is still putting his hand (laughs) out to be bitten again. Um, I think gaming is important to them and they understand that it's an essential part of a, a core portion of the PC community, so... Uh, They'll also be bringing the Cortana um, assistant, uh, virtual assistant to Xbox uh, as well. So it will be in Windows 10 and all the versions of Windows 10 and it will be in the Xbox too. So that's kind of cool, I suppose. I Um, like
2: Cortana. She she works really well. Yeah.
0: Uh, Do you have a Windows phone?
2: Uh, My grandparents do.
0: Ah, okay. So you have the (laughs) chance to test it.
2: I had the chance to fix it for them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fun. I mean, it, I think it works better than Siri does, and it's cool mm. because it's talking to a Halo character. It's the same voice actress as it is for, who plays Cortana in Halo. Mm. It's really geeky, silly little thing, but it's really fun.
0: Their and demo was their demo on stage was pretty unbelievable, and I think the the demo part was almost preset uh and the, when yeah. it, they started with the actual commands l- not the intro it was a lot more understandable but i mean it's it's it looks cool it looks interesting yeah and then uh you were saying umberto you wanted to see how things perform before you believe in them uh how about right. that uh hololens glass thing that's that they, the same they thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same thing because uh, it's a super cool idea when you watch uh uh, Pre-record the demo online, and then uh, you think, okay, which kind of application I will use with those yeah. kind of uh, strange glasses? I don't know. It's cool. Maybe it's, or maybe it will be some some other piece of hardware which will not have uh, good applications. I don't know. It it, it really depends because. Um, you need uh, um, you need to sell uh, so many of them before uh, many software companies will take them uh, into account to develop something huge. That it's really hard to predict. I think. It's, yeah,
2: I mean, I could see it being used for things like medical work and, mm-hmm. and like if you if you have to do an operation, like holo projecting stuff onto that. But I feel, I mean, and and with things like Skype and and um architecture but i don't really see games using it mm-hmm. i mean you have the ar stuff that the 3ds does and that so that's a thing but no one uses it that i can think of yeah. and i feel like this would be mean, the same yeah. kind of thing
0: arguably the form makes the function in this case and on the 3ds is very poor the form is is relative, relatively unwieldy but um yeah that's true but so just to catch up people who haven't exactly understood what it is except like a big helmet of some kind. Um, They promised holograms, which it isn't, uh, or not by a a strict definition. Um, What it does is a technology uh, and hardware that um, puts a sort of uh, ski mask in front of your eyes uh, and uh, on, on the big uh, screen in front of your eyes, the big glasses that are not like glasses, but like almost like a helmet, a, a, a bike helmet, where you put down the guard, uh, the, the, the view guard. I don't know if the visor, maybe um, yes. visor. There, there you go. There's basically a film, a, a screen uh, that's on a, a thin layer of the visor. And so when you look through them, you're still looking at your environment, at your room, uh, but it can overlay uh, uh, digitized or not synthesized images. So basically computer graphics. So it sort of adds a layer of virtual virtuality and virtual images, onto your existing environment and that's what it's supposed to do obviously you're the only one the only person seeing them unlike the fantasy that they, they sort of promised us in the first 10 seconds of a like uh, Iron Man like uh, hologram manipulation in the air um, what, which is why what I was expecting when they said holograms and obviously I was mm-hmm. disappointed um, but still there were a couple of compelling use cases like when you're fixing your pipe um the person uh, helping you can see what you're seeing exactly and then can draw on the image that you then see uh you see the drawing on your screen, which is uh, in, in, layered between you and the real world, so you would see on the pipe which pipe to turn in which direction, which direction, because you see that image uh, through your visor with the superimposition of the um, uh, graphics and the rea- reality behind it. Um, and then they had demos with a kind of. Um, uh, Minecraft game uh, that was playing out on your actual table, etc., um, etc. Et I think the the there were as you guys, I'm sort of skeptical in many ways. The first one is this has to be incredibly stable. Um, yes. So when you move your head, it can't jitter. If it moves just a little bit, just you know half a centimeter, the image that's supposed to be on your on your um, if it kind of floats a little bit then it doesn't work if it's super stable then yes okay maybe um, then they showed you you know projecting a screen like a, a movie on a wall instead of um, you know having to watch a TV but you know what we have TVs we don't need to wear a, like bike helmet in order to watch TV um, but
2: for then- gaming
0: if they don't use the environment then it's more akin to virtual reality, which which Oculus is already doing. And if they do use the environment, I don't know exactly how it would work. How, you know, how would it be fun? Maybe they will find ways. Um, And the controls are also very problematic. Like you you could do an air tap to control it. You can control it by voice or by gaze is what they said. Um, And, you know, voice isn't there yet. It can't work... 80% Eighty percent of the time, it has to work a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, the the hardware it's, is also a problem because the the it, it works and a lot of journalists uh, used it and were very impressed, but it's, it's you know, a, a lot more massive than the glasses that they are promising us for the future. It had, you know, a battery that was attached to your neck, you know, that was hanging off your neck with a computing unit. Um, and the it, it's supposed to be a completely independent computer which has uh, battery life and uh, connectivity. So it's not connected to a PC. It's completely independent. I guess to sum up my, my view, I look at it as... Uh, maybe something becoming something in the future in the same way that we looked at the Microsoft Surface, the original one. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was a table that was using multi-touch to do various things. So it was a large table um, and it was presented a couple of years, maybe even more before the iPhone, Um, but it was almost a technology showcase. It was like, this is possible. But the use only came when, you know, Apple found a use for that multi-touch technology, which by the way, existed before the, the Surface as well. It was dem- demonstrated uh, academically before that. Um, and it only came when there was a use for it. It feels like we're, we're at that point with that mask hologram thing, Windows holographic, yes. And maybe in five, 10 years, there will be a use for it, but I, it doesn't look like this is gonna be it, right?
2: Yeah. I mean- I could see it having like military applications or medical applications, yeah. but nothing, that we're yeah. gonna have, nothing we're going to have use for at all. Mm. At least not for the price point they're going to be selling this at, which I can imagine is going to be very high.
0: Yeah, they, they want to sell it. They want to start selling it during the life cycle of, of Windows 10, so maybe in a couple of years. They don't want to sell it before it works perfectly, which is to their credit. I mean, the, the, the display portion, uh, the field of view is very limited also on the prototypes they have now. It was like having a screen in front of your eyes and looking through a window, kind of, not covering your entire field of view. So I'm sure it will get better. I'm curious about applications, I guess, what Umberto said 10 minutes ago. So we will see i I'm, I'm surprised though i was sure you know through the geek explosion on twitter and elsewhere i was guessing that you guys would be super ecstatic about that thing as well and i would have to bring you down but now i'm almost feeling like i have to be more enthusiastic about it just I mean, to balance it
2: if they if if they were to give me something like if they were to say hey i have something you can do this right now like this will work in elite dangerousness to do this right now i'd be excited about it but they haven't presented anything that i care about at the minute enough for me to care about it you know well
0: you don't you you're not a dreamer developers will find stuff yes yes (laughs) maybe i'm i'm still uh, cautious let's say yeah all right i think that brings us to the end to the end of our discussion unless you want to mention uh, umberto the heroes of the storm founder pack i know you yes love why not
1: uh <laughs> i i was i was looking at your uh, <laughs> french at your, uh,
0: language article oh uh, yeah exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah so 35 euros which is uh, which sounds i think uh pretty expensive, but uh, if you know how much each character costs, usually (laughs) it's not so expensive. The problem is that Heroes of the Storm is pretty expensive, and uh, I don't know, 35 euros for uh, the beta key with three characters, some skins, and mount skin. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a very good game. That's what I think. I really like Heroes of the Storm. I'm playing it quite a lot, and... uh, uh, it's a game that probably if you like MOBAs you will want to play and uh, mm-hmm. if you don't like MOBAs probably is still uh, the good mob, the the right MOBA to play because it's easier to get in and it's uh, and it's very very well well executed as pretty much any uh, Blizzard game so uh, just I, I, I'm not sure about that 35 euros kind of bundle for the
0: beta key well yeah. there's oh go ahead James
2: I feel like I I'm I don't like it because it's the same thing as like if you have, if you're paying for access, early access to a game on on Steam, like if you pay early access for something like
0: and a you concept, like game. You don't like early awesome. access.
2: No, I like early access. I don't like having to buy my way into free to play games for early access because I think that it. So I've been waiting. For, I mean, I have my beta key for Heroes of the Storm, and I. And it shows that they're, they're valuing it differently now. Does that make sense? Because one person's beta key was free, another person has to pay thirty-five pounds. It shows that they're already creating that that or thirty-five euros. So they're already creating a dichotomy between the players of the game. And
0: yeah, I mean, I I um, so first of all. Very important disclosure, I uh, used to be an employee of Blizzard Entertainment, Mm -hmm. which develops uh, this game, uh, Heroes of Mm -hmm. the Storm. Uh, That being said, they're not stopping the beta key giveaways. Um, Mm. So it's not like that's the only way you can get a a key anymore. Um, It's a a free-to-play game, um, and a lot of people have gotten their keys at this point. It's entered closed beta, so closed beta is always closed. um, And you know that... If you wait if you don't want to pay then you can wait a little bit longer maybe a few months a, a year I don't know and you'll get in for free so it's really an option if you want to you don't have to but if you want to you can play you can pay and not just pay for nothing you're gonna get some of the things you might have bought anyway down the line um, and a little bit of in-game currency amount skin etc etc i understand why it makes people feel a little bit uncomfortable but i think it i don't think it it goes into the um the the category of unfair it doesn't strike me as Oh yeah, well, I, they're 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 you know squeezing us for more money. It's more like well, you know, it's a closed beta. But if you do want really want to get in and you don't want to wait to receive a, an invitation, you can also do that if you want to. And yeah, it, you know. I think
2: yeah, I think I agree. I think me saying it unfair was a little bit of me jumping the gun there a little bit. Mm. I think that I like the idea that they're allowing you to buy into the game. And I mean, it's obvious. I mean, it makes sense they're doing that because people will be selling keys anyway to get in. Yeah, so it makes sense that they're selling it, but I feel like I would have. I mean, do they have a pack in the game itself to buy all these characters as a bonus? I feel like that would be what I preferred. Is mm. actually no, because then that's saying that I'd rather people didn't get into the pack. I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, the thing is, if you if you in order to get yes, they do have packs in the game, uh, but in order to access them, you have to have a beta key. So it's not like yeah, you know. But
2: I yeah. think my biggest issue is I don't know if I want blizzards get into the the early access style of game Mm. game development i think that's my i think that's the best way i can formulate what i'm trying to say i don't want them to say like oh you can pay 40 dollars now and get into the starcraft legacy of the void beta early
0: Mm. yeah i think that's a fair a fair concern uh in the case of of heroes of the storm it's definitely uh a a free-to-play game, so it's a little bit of a different business model anyway. But uh, yeah, I think it's a a fair comment anyway. Um, All right. Uh, and and, So if you want to play Heroes of the Storm, if you've always wanted to play it, now you can give Blizzard your money in order to do so. (laughs) So lucky you. Or, you know, wait a little bit longer and play it for free. You know, that's always a possibility. Mm -hmm.
2: I do think that the the three heroes they're selling are a good... Yeah. are ni- nice heroes and the three skins is nice and the gold is good i mean it's a good good value bundle for yeah. sure
0: i mean I personally i, I n- personally the way i look at it is that i i don't think i've ever spent money on a free-to-play game ever i don't play them a lot so it's you know it means something well yeah i have actually i have spent money on uh hero academy on the ipad which was a great oh, strategy game, game. Uh-huh. It, it yeah was cool. awesome game um, but I mean, yeah, here, uh, it, it feels like in Hearthstone, I've spent, I think, a couple of bucks when you needed to do that in order to get that uh, unique card uh, back mm-hmm. in the beta. But that was yeah. it. I never spent any more money on, on Hearthstone. And I very, very rarely play pay for free-to-play games. So I look at this and think well, I, I don't really want it. I, so I'm already in the beta for Heroes of the Storm. So it's kind of, but I never pay for early access. I never pay for those things. So I'm like, I really do have a choice. It's it's an option. And if Blizzard or any company starts mishandling these kinds of options, then it's very fair to call them out for it. Uh, and in this case, I mean, I'm not diminishing the comments you're both doing on, on this operation. Sure. I think it's the the concerns you're raising are, or the comments you're doing are, perfectly reasonable um but yeah that's my view on it all right i think that's a meaty show that's a healthy show uh we can bring it to a close and be proud of ourselves (laughs) um so before we conclude though i obviously want to give you guys an opportunity to tell us where we can find you on the internet Mm -hmm. uh please go umberto
1: uh, multiplayer.it and uh, uh, on Twitter. Uh, this time I will say the, the right kind of uh, Twitter name. It's u <laughs> underscore Moyoli, M O I <M-O-I-O-L-I>. O L I. And yes, <laughs> that's pretty much it, multiplayer
0: and Twitter. u underscore Moyoli. Yes, O-I-O-L-I. exactly. E O L I. Perfect. Exactly. Um, so, uh, it, uh, Multiplayer.it, by the way, I think has been voted by uh, the, uh, uh, the Committee for Good Video Gaming in Italian of the World for Best <laughs> Video Gaming Website uh, in Italian in the World. I think that's an official award. Yes, Just
1: exactly. The Italian government and the, Euro- and, and the European awesome. Union both say that. So, yes. Excellent. It's official. It's
0: official uh james what about you
2: um i am at iagovos on twitter i y a g o v o s and i run the uh, indielove.com which is one of the it's a not very big indie games website but we try and get content out that talks about everything in indie games and then also initiative which is my own personal um
0: thing industry check
2: initiative check initiative sorry.
0: check right yeah uh can you uh, spell out your twitter name again
2: i-y-a-g-o-v-o-s
0: that is a handful um, <laughs> that's your last name no it's not it's Bart- no, no that is Bart- um, Bart- james in greek james oh and since you're greek it makes yep. sense yep <laughs> that is excellent all it's right imaginative. <laughs> so um oh last minute uh news someone bought the uh, special edition playstation uh four uh, the, the number zero 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 one four 00001 for, do you, do you guys know how much? Yes. I just saw the story, so. Okay. $150,000. That is a lot 30, of money. $130,000. It's just a PlayStation 4. But and it's with no story. games in bundle. With yeah. what, sorry?
1: With no games in bundle. No, so yeah, I mean, they could have <laughs> thrown in like, like
0: you know, The Last of Us Remastered. <laughs> exactly. They come on. That's cheap, (laughs) Sony Japan. So much money. That's going to be it for us. Uh, we uh, we will be back, of course, in two weeks. In the meantime, if you want to leave a few comments on the uh, website, you can do so at frenchspin.com. Uh, you will find there another uh, podcast, which I also produce, called The Phileas Club. And I encourage you to listen to this episode, uh, to the latest episode specifically. It's one called Are We Charlie, um, where we get people from different countries in the world, uh, including... you know, the US, Australia, um, Germany, France, of course, and uh, UAE, uh, a guy from Dubai joined us, and we discuss the events of Charlie Hebdo and the terrorist attacks and how we all received them and how the media treated them and what it means for our different cultures. Uh, And I think it was a really uh, interesting episode. So I encourage you, it's a little bit, you know, it's not as fun as a video game show, but I think it's really important as well. So I encourage you to go and give it a listen. I hope you will uh, enjoy it. So uh, apart from that, uh, the comments are available for this episode as well at frenchspin.com again. Uh, And I am at Twitter on uh, uh, twitter.com slash notpatrick. That's easy to remember. It's my name and not before it. Uh, And we will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you then. Bye. (laughs)